Brian Breaker. You're a little whiny baby. Bane. Don't assume my gender. Friend since the seventh grade. Yeah. You're just a bitch with his phone. F*** you. Well, sort of. One professional wrestler and one rapper get together to talk movies, comics, video games, pro wrestling, and anything that makes you say, WTF. Let's not talk about Bane's ooze. Harry Potter erotica. Awesome in theory. Kind of a mess in practice. This is Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Oh, yeah. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy. Grab a monster, crack it open, let's go It's time that we start the show, no hesitation, oh no The most energetic podcast of all of the podcasts So when you listen to the show, you know that it kicks ass So when I smash on these cowards like Mario did to Bowser With the best thing you've encountered since suspenders on trousers To all the haters, say howdy, make a believer from doubters Put in the stake in the shower, break up and bitch, power, power Yeah, hello, uh, hello, hello Hello, hello Welcome to the show, uh, yeah, hello, 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 welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are Rolling Sound, it is episode 342 of Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I am Brian Breaker, and of course, I am being joined, as always, by Big Underscore Bane. What's going on, man? Dude, not a whole lot. Uh, Big Chuck, your mortal enemy. I will I will eat his face off. Good Lord, I'm just man. kidding. That's, that's a little much. Yeah. You don't need any face eating here. Uh, he's our guest this week for part two from the Elite Eight Showdown. Yes. I actually saw that they just put up a new episode today as we record this. It's like the top N64 game of all time. Really? And I'm like, hey, tournament's over. No mercy. If that's not the answer, then you're a piece of shit. You they, know? They probably went with something like Diddy Kong Racing or something like that. Yeah, it's son of a bitch. I love Diddy Kong Racing. I did too, dude. That was a fun ass game. Way better than Mario Kart, and I will die on that hill. He will. He will die yeah. on that hill. Oh, there's the hill. I'm going to go die on it. Good Lord, man. Yeah. Um, you, well, you you came into my place today, and you actually caught me playing some uh, WCW NWO Revenge. Caught, caught you red-handed. Caught me red-handed. Dude, yeah. that shit is so much fun. Such a good game. That was like, I know WCW NWO World Tour was like, really set the groundwork for all the all the top four games that we all like. Yeah, but Revenge took it to the next level. Revenge is really the bar setter, I felt like. And I mean, No Mercy and, and WrestleMania 2000 kind of capitalized on it, but Revenge is that really just damn good game. So what's funny is when that came out is around the time that they they released like WCW Thunder for the PlayStation, mm-hmm. and that's what I had because I had a PlayStation Thunder and Nitro. I remember yeah. those games. And like they all did like that ten second little promo, which were great. They at the time they were amazing. The yeah. gameplay was absolute dog shit. Yes, and uh, or as Gamble would say, dog shit, dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember thinking like I played Revenge at a friend's house, and I was just like, ugh. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, yeah. damn, this is cool. Um, what's funny though is I went to a like a used video game store to try to find something to play on this new Nintendo sixty four that I got. And dude, you can't find sixty four games hardly. No kidding, they're hard to find. And uh, I happened to run into that one, so I grabbed it. I was it was a good price, and I was like, well, Revenge is like, I mean, if I'm gonna make a Nintendo sixty four collection, Revenge is top of that list, right? Right. I mean, it's got to be. 
Yeah, I mean, Revenge, I mean, Revenge, No Mercy, WrestleMania 2000. You got to get those three. For sure. Um, I will say, though, there's a character that was on um, uh, WCW NWO World Tour, and it was um, called Hannibal, and it was based off of a Hayabusa, I believe. Mm. Um, Kind of just a little name change. Yeah, and... and, um, did you I, have a 64 as a kid? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I had all four of those games. Nice. And, um, but I, I have recreated that Hannibal character every single video game I've had. <laughs> no, it, was it like your go-to? Yeah, because he was my favorite character in that game. And I didn't even find out until probably about five, six years ago that it was Hayabusa. Well, what's funny is on Revenge, going through it, there were some of those custom characters yeah. too so yeah. i was like oh that's cool i forgot about them being on there you yeah. know I'm like i'm like that's kind of cool and there was a, i i didn't realize that most of those characters on there which it makes sense because wcw into a world tour but like i didn't realize most of those characters were actually japanese wrestlers right they just changed the name right well i, I had a wcw versus the world on playstation yep and that was kind of a pre- it wasn't very good but it was kind of the precursor to the world tour yeah and i remember i said like over 60 characters and i was like oh man you know because of that Probably those like 12 were wcw <laughs> right but at, at that time like how many games had 60 characters right that was like it was 12 yeah you know, i mean it, that was totally not a thing yeah but yeah you're right it was like the steiners and sting and luger and hogan and a few others and then yeah, yeah it's like made up characters they actually had a guy that looked like just like hawk yeah, and and you know I think Doctor Death was on there, but again they're all different names, so it's right. like eh, it's know. not the same. What do you think about this uh, bang we got today? I'm so excited to try that. These are popping up in stores, Breaker. What? 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 I haven't found them myself, but a guy at work was like, "Hey, have you seen the new bangs?" And I was thought he was talking about Radical Skedaddle. Sure. He pulls out the purple kittles, and I'm what? like, I'm like. Where'd you get that? That's supposed to be military exclusive. He's like, oh, it was at the donut shop this morning. The donut shop? The effing donut shop. Which donut shop? It was in Owasso, Oklahoma. Well, we may have to make a road trip. We're going to have to make a damn road trip. Stock up on these. Ba- That's crazy. You're right. I, I didn't expect that. So this is Strawberry Blast. I feel like this is going to be the better of the two. It's interesting. I'll give you that. Interesting. I don't know if I like that. You know, it's good. It's just interesting. Oh, that is good. Yeah. It's very uh, very refreshing. Have we had a strawberry flavor from Bang yet? No, we haven't. I like it. It's kind of got like a a s- smooth, less fruity taste. Almost in it. like a smoothie. Like, I can't tell if it's like a caramel or vanilla. It's strange taste to it. That's a good flavor. It's a really good flavor. But this would I can't, be a go-to if I could find it everywhere. I can't pinpoint that flavor. Mm, I really like that. Yeah. Mm, that's, that's awesome. It's tasty. Very tasty. Well, big underscore band. We got a lot of stuff to talk about today. We got some wrestling talk. We got an insane WTF story. We're going to do some toy talk and, of course, dive into some chalk line stuff. But what do you say we uh, dive into our wrestling talk here? Let's do it. Well, here I am again, talking a little pro wrestling while Breaker and Bay take a little break, cracking them bang energies. Well, listen to me, you two sons of bitches. Get ready to talk wrestling. Stone Cold out. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks, Stone Cold. Shout out to Stone Cold. Well, uh, if we're going to talk wrestling, I'm going to steal a little catchphrase and kind of tweak it from old DX. I got four words for you. Welcome to Thunderdome, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you uh, you you logged in, man. You, you, were, you were a part of the Thunderdome experience. Now, if anyone does not know what this is, um, you probably do by now, but um, WWE announced like this new interactive thing called the Thunderdome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... 
obviously with the coronavirus pandemic, we have not had fans in attendance for live wrestling in a number of months. So this is going to be like the uh, correction of that. You initially were very excited. Yes. Yesterday, you logged in to watch this little test run that they did. Yep. Um, it was an invite only. Right. So you you know if, if you didn't have an invite, you were you were on the out, outside. So you, you were on you were on the good graces of old VKM there. Damn right. And uh, you were a part of it. You sent me some pictures. Excuse me. I was. Uh, I didn't know what this was. Mm-hmm. Nor did I know what to expect. But after seeing it, I was less than thrilled. Yep. Um, and basically, if I am correct here, and again, you know, you, you saw it, I didn't. Basically, they filmed you just like a FaceTime or Skype or anything. Yep. And kind of placed you in the crowd like you're watching it live. Yes. Now, they made it seem like it was interactive. But for you, you're just watching it like it's on television. Right? Yeah. I mean, that, that yeah. seems weird. It, um... So my whole thought process when they first announced this um, was that you were placed kind of almost virtually in the arena. Sure. So I read it as like, okay, I have a particular seat, and this is my viewpoint for the show. Ah. So I was like, hell yeah, that's that's kind of a cool idea. You know, I thought it was like ten thousand person arena or something like that, and you know, this is your seat, and so whatever. you're in you're in a fourteen. And that's right. where you're going to be viewing. That's it from. my viewpoint for the next two hours. And I'm like, that's kind of a cool idea, you know, I, worth worth checking out. I didn't realize that it was going to be, I'm watching this on TV, and they're going to show my face every couple of minutes, you know. And it was it was kind of cool because, like I said, last night was a completely test run, right? And if by the time this drops, people have already seen SmackDown, so sure. they'll have seen it. The test run versus what SmackDown showed could have been completely different. We don't really know. I'll say this. like They did AJ Styles' entrance, and it was cracked me up because it was just some random production guy who did his entrance. Ah. Went through all the motions and everything. I was like, that's that's hilarious. Amazing. And uh, But ton of pyro. Like, and that was one of the big selling points is that they were going to bring back like lots of pyro, but the, the production looked really cool. And they have, uh, they have some drone cameras that are very similar to, uh, AEW's, I guess it's a crane camera that kind of like starts out in the crowd and it zooms and pans and gets really close to the, whoever's wrestling. So really cool camera work they've got going on in the Thunderdome. And I'll say this during the entrances, they have it to where you can't see the crowd. You, it's like the those LED panels actually coincide with the entrance, whoever's coming out. So that's really cool to me. I'm not a big fan of seeing myself on TV, especially that up close. Or a bunch of the weirdos that you saw. Right. And that's another big issue is like you didn't see, you know, usually when you when you watch WWE or AEW for that matter, you'll see like, okay, here's a couple neck beards, but here's a couple of hot chicks that came with their boyfriends. All you saw was the neck beards. And to me, there was that meme going around where it's like the four dudes taking pictures with the WWE female superstars. Right. And they all look super creepy. Those were the guys that were in the crowd. And very invasive and all that stuff. And that's where it's like, oh, great. These guys. Here's my overall thought on this. From the beginning, I think everyone's been saying the same thing. I'm ready for wrestling to get people back in the arena. Yep. Because it's not the same without the fans. Right. We can all agree on that. That being said, this I don't think is the answer. No. There's nothing about this that, like, this literally makes me not want to watch SummerSlam. Yeah. If this is the only way to experience it, I'm just like, 
I don't need to see, you know, creepy dude over there picking his nose. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I don't, I don't care to see that. And I have no desire to log in to watch it that way. I think, I think they're just so desperate to get out of the performance center. Oh, sure they are. And I understand that completely. But if you're going to do this, I think, I think what had happened is they started production on this before AEW started bringing in real people. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that they're probably like we're too deep in the shit to wipe it off, mm-hmm. you know. And so now they're going to stick it out and try to do their best with it. But I guarantee you a couple of months go by and we're going to start seeing real people in the crowd. Well, you'd have to. And I mean, this is not good. No. And it's and it, it could also be maybe just through the weekend because they talked about like like this is going to be SummerSlam weekend. So maybe this is just for SummerSlam weekend as we have this little experiment and then they go back to the performance center. But I saw a clip of what NBA is doing. It's very similar, but the difference is, is they take out your background and they put you in a chair, like an arena chair. And to me, that's way less distracting because yeah. everything's And that, they may do that. And, and, and that's the thing too, is like the, last night was a completely test run. So we have no idea what SmackDown's going to look like. It absolutely could be. But another thing, too, is I saw somebody post it when they had, if they just dimmed the lights on the crowd, that looked a shit ton better, too. Well, there you go. Because, be. because you can't really make, you can see that they're there, but you can't really make out faces. It's not nearly as bright and distracting. It was super distracting. Yeah. And that, to me, was the whole thing, is I've never been watching wrestling and focused on weird guy in the front row. You know what I mean? Like but now I, you have to. Now you have to. And that's yeah. that's like, I'm like, well, this I don't like this. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think with anything, this was a test run, right? Yep. So hopefully they're having these same discussions and being like, okay, yep. how can we make this better? Because this is not good. This looks bad. The idea, I think there, there maybe there's something there. I, I think this is a terrible execution from yep. what I've seen. I, I don't know, though. We'll see. Uh, props to WWE for trying something different. Absolutely. I mean, that's the one thing. I know everybody this whole time is completely shit on WWE, and I understand it, but they have been trying their damnedest to do things different. Yeah. Uh, other news, they announced uh, the full roster for 2K Battlegrounds, big underscore Bane. Yeah. Um, pretty sizable roster on this game. I was pretty pumped to read this, man. Yeah. So um, that you have the base game, which is a, like 70 characters, and then you have an available post-launch games, which is you know another 70 characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to read one roster and let you read the other. Which one do you want to go with, man? Uh, I'll let you pick. All right, I'll do the base game. So... At launch, you will get AJ Styles, Akira Tozawa, Aleister Black, Alexa Bliss, Alicia Fox, which is kind of a surprising one for him to me. Um, Andre the Giant, Apollo, which I think he's Apollo Cruz now. It just says Apollo, though. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Asuka, Baron Corbin, Bailey, Becky Lynch, Beth Phoenix, Big E, The Big Show, Bobby Lashley, Bobby Roode, Braun Strowman, Bray Wyatt, which I think is The Fiend, although it doesn't say that. Brie Bella, Brock Lesnar, Carmella. Cesaro, Charlotte Flair, Daniel Bryan, Dolph Ziggler, Drew McIntyre, Edge, who is a pre-order bonus, Elias, Ember Moon, Finn Balor, Hulk Hogan, Jake the Snake Roberts, Jeff Hardy, John Cena, Kalisto, this is a shocker, Carl Anderson, Mm -hmm. Kevin Owens, Kofi Kingston, Lince Dorado, Liv Morgan, Luke Gallows, Mandy Rose, Mankind, Mickey James, Naomi, Natalia, Nia Jax, Nikki Bella, Nikki Cross, Randy Orton, Rey Mysterio, Ricochet, 
Roman Reigns, Ronda Rousey, Rowan, another shocker, R-Truth, Samoa Joe, Sasha Banks, Seth Rollins, Sergeant Slaughter, Shawn Michaels, Shinsuke Nakamura, Stephanie McMahon, Stone Cold, Steve Austin, The Miz, The Rock, Triple H, The Undertaker, Xavier Woods, and finally, Yokozuna. Now, I will say this before we go on to the, uh, the additional characters, that that base game has asterisks by it, and that those are characters may require unlocking through game modes or in-game currency. So what does that mean to you? That means you have to buy them, right? That means there are going to be unlockables throughout the game, which is very common for games. You know, you, you know, you can't play this character until you do this. Yeah. But a lot of people complained about um, NBA 2K Playgrounds, which is basically the exact same game, but for NBA. And a big part of NBA Playgrounds was in-app purchases. Ah. And I'm afraid those little micro purchases, ninety nine cents, two dollars. Buy this character for eight bucks. Yeah, you know. And I'm afraid WWE Battlegrounds is going to be like half of that roster you actually get. The other half is either unlocked or you have to buy. See, see, Edge being a pre order bonus, I may actually do that because I do want the game. And I thought, well, if I can get him as a pre order bonus, that's kind of a easy way to get it. A- Free character, more or less. Right. No, but I'm wondering, would they, would they like, bulk up and do, like, five characters for five bucks? or Maybe. And it could be one of those things, you know, if you play those games where it's, like, you uh, uh, spend... And you might be able to earn in-game car- currency. I'm sure you can. Hopefully. Um, but, like, it might be one of those things where you can maybe almost buy, like, a blind box or something like that. Oh, yeah, that's true. And, you you know, you get whatever character. Which that actually um, kind of makes it fun. It makes me sure. want to play. I just don't want to spend... 120 bucks just trying to get everybody. I, I will say this. Me and you played that Injustice card game years yep. ago. Now, one thing about that, if you remember, like you added currency mm-hmm. um, like after 12 hours. like You know what I mean? Or yeah. something like energy or something yeah. built up. Yep. So it could be something like that, too. Could be. But anyway, the uh, available post-launch, and this is subject to change. Oh, that sucks. Yes. Because if you see the asterisks by that, it says subject subject to change. Well, there's a couple in here. If we don't get I'm going to be pissed. Uh, me too. Starting out, we got Akum, uh, Ali, Alundra Blaze, which I think is a great addition. That's a surprise, but I yeah. like it. Uh, Andrade, Angelo Dawkins, Batista, Big Boss Man, Billy Kay, Bo Dallas, Booker T, Brett, the Hitman Hart, British Bulldog, Buddy Murphy, Cactus Jack, Chad Gable, Christian, China. Which, first time, right? In a video game? Uh, she was in 2K20. Oh, was she? Okay. Yeah. My bad. Uh, but still great. Hell yeah. Curtis Axel, uh, Dana Brooke, Doink the Effing Clown. Dude, me and you are so giddy about that. When the hell was the last time we saw a Doink the Clown officially in a video game? Which is weird because the, I I know they own the character. And I don't, right. I don't... I don't know if they have to pay rights to the guys that played him. I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so either because so many guys played him. Yeah, there's like four four or five people. Right. But I just, because I'm thinking in my head, like, you know, what was it, Royal Rumble or whatever game it was that he was in? No, it was a WrestleMania. The oh, wait, like game. the electric and stuff? The electric yeah. and then the, the big clown hammer or whatever I would was. love to see him spray the water. Right. Like, those type of things in this game would be perfect. Agreed. Um, Earthquake, another big hit right there. My God. Hell yeah. Um, Eddie Guerrero, which great. Fandango, Goldberg. Your favorite of all time. Uh, Grand Metalik, Jey Uso, Jimmy Neidhart, Jimmy Uso, Kane, 
Kevin Nash, Lana, Lita, Macho Man, Randy Savage, Mark Henry, Maurice, Mojo Raleigh, Montez Ford, Mr. McMahon, Mr. Perfect, Otis, Paige, Peyton Royce, Razor, Rhea Ripley, Ric Flair, Ricky Steamboat, Roddy Piper, Ruby Riot, Sami Zayn, Scott Hall, Shane McMahon, Sheamus, Sonya Deville, Sting, Tamina, the effing Boogeyman. Dude, I want Boogeyman and Doink the Clown as a tag team. Damn right. Uh, the Brian Kendrick. Which when was the last time you saw Brian Kendrick? Dude, that's a shocker, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Tristratus, Tucker, Tyler Breeze, Ty effing Foon, MFers. A lot of tag teams on here. I'm, I'm stoked. Dude, uh, natural disasters versus heavy machinery. Right. That's a that's a dream. <laughs> License to print money right, <laughs> right. there. Uh, when we round it out with the Ultimate Warrior and the man they call Vader. So okay, I'm trying. There's only one guy on there that it's not in the game that I'm kind of upset about. I'm gonna double check just to make sure that I don't see him. And that's Papa Shango. He's made for this game, right? He's not on there, and that's kind of disappointing. But other than that, what's missing from this? Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, I think. Um, did you? Did you? Was Hulk Hogan in the game? He was. Okay, he's in the base game. And I also wonder how many variations of the character mm. we're going to get. You know what I mean? Like Hulk Hogan, he's got like three different versions. Do we get Hollywood Hogan? Do right. we get the two thousand two Hogan? Like, can we get like the full NWO? Because Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. Right. I mean, there's there's a lot of things that I'm curious to know. Are we going to get and I also want to take a dive through the uh, the creative mode. Oh yeah, because I, I saw a little video clip of it. It looks fun, like the creative wrestler. Yeah, it, it looks it looks fun. But um, I think like as far as the women's roster, it's really good. And Alundra Blaze in China, I mean, right? Like, that's really fun. Right. Like, that's that's super cool. The stuff that, that you can do on there, and I mean, freaking so many just interesting tag teams, like the Fashion Police are there, the Natural Disasters, Heavy Machinery. I mean. The Street Profits. It's it's a really cool roster. I mean, yeah. and, and hopefully they add more because I think this is going to be fun. Yeah, and I think it will be too. I just I'm I'm worried to spend too much money on it. Yeah, because games like that, I tend to be like, eh, it's only three dollars, you know. <laughs> and we all do it. Three dollars turns into about two hundred bucks by the end of the month. Right, but you can also earn money by playing a lot. Yeah. So hopefully it's something like that. Yeah, you, you can grind for sure on these games. So I'm I'm hoping you're able to do that on uh, battle battlegrounds. I think what what to me is what's cool about that is if that's the case and you do earn money by by grinding, like you said, to me then I feel like the game's worth it because yeah, I have something to play towards. Right. If you just get it all and you beat it in 10, ten minutes, you're like, oh, okay, well that's then. Well, and that's that's unfortunately you know when you think of a like WWE 2K for instance, like like a big selling point should be like. All the unlockables, mm-hmm. you know, like you get the like twenty some odd championships that you can get, twenty some odd arenas you unlock, all this stuff, the, all the superstars. But it's like then if you get the um, the season pass or whatever, just unlocks it like that. Yeah, and it's like well, okay, there's the end of the game. <laughs> right. I mean, it's it's great to have it all, but, right? But now it's like okay, now what do I do? Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean that that's where a lot of the creativity comes in, where you create your own universe and things like that. And of course, yeah, but it takes away a lot of the gameplay fun. Uh, last little bit of wrestling talk. Well, actually, we got a couple more things. Um, Goldberg has revealed he has four matches left on his deal. Two yeah. for 2021 and two for 2022. And how pumped are you? Yeah. Oh, you know, I've been dying, dying to see a Goldberg versus Roman Reigns match. 
So I hope we get that. WrestleMania in California. There yep. it is. Hell yeah, cowboy. That'll make some money. Um, also, too, uh, Renee Young has a, I, apparently given her notice to the WWE. Yep. That's kind of a shocker, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, I, it's it makes sense because uh, Hubby's in the other company. Yep. You know, I get it. You know, they probably want to spend more time together, which I'm sure right now they're probably spending a lot of time together. But... I get it, you know. Um, I, I also heard her make the comment that I guess when she went to when she got COVID, mm-hmm. no one actually called to check on her. Yeah, and that's kind of shitty. Yep. You'd think that there would be somebody in the company like, "Hey, how you doing? How you I, feeling?" I bet people in AEW checked on her. They may have. I guarantee you they did, and because it also affects them. It does. So, and that might be a thing where when that that, I mean. I don't have to tell you this. I don't think our companies care about us. Oh, no, they do not. They only care about how much money you can make them. Right. And, <laughs> and, 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 and business is business. I get all that. But at the end of the day, like, you know, our company told us, here's what's going to happen if someone in the plant comes down with the virus. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? Someone in the plant came down with it. Did that happen? Absolutely not. Right. You know, so it is what it is, right? I mean, I, I think at this point, there's no escaping this shit. But yeah. My point is, she's got options, and that doesn't even necessarily mean she'll stay with wrestling. She right. may go back into sports. She could go to you know? ESPN, Fox. I mean, well, anyway, we're uh, we're kind of rolling late on time here, but I want to I want to dive into this uh, WTF story because this one is a doozy. Yes, let's dive into it. Well, in my world, the world of ten thousand lakes here in Minneapolis, Minnesota, where I am the governor, I see a lot of things that make you say WTF. A lot of things that make you go off the grid from alien invasions at area 51 to all kind of conspiracy theories i'm the governor this is breaker and bane's power hour and these are things that make you say wtf back to you geo monsoon thanks governor shout out to the gov well big underscore bane we uh you know i feel like we we limit our wtf stories these days yeah, um, we need to bring those back more often. Sometimes they're, you know, like they kind of just happen and it's hard to ignore. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we seek them out. Some of them are so odd that you don't even know how to respond to it. Some of them are funny. Some of them are funny. But anyway, what we're talking about today, this obviously hit the wrestling world. Sonya Deville um, basically had a stalker. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm sure WWE talents, celebrities in general face certain amount of odd people yeah again i go back to those creepy pictures yes to me like i'm actually going to put over at brandon hova like i don't i don't know if you've seen some of the pictures he'll post with the with the superstars when he meets them he does funny pictures Mm -hmm. that i could tell that they probably enjoy doing too yeah and i i feel like when you see someone like that it's like hey I, i don't know if they're his idea i assume that they are like that as a superstar, they have to realize, okay, this guy gets it. He's having fun. Mm-hmm. This is this is okay. This is not like we're going to senior prom when it's right. clearly creepy as hell. Right. His, I think, approach that has to lighten their mood. We're like, okay, this guy's cool. This yeah. is fun. We can do this. Right. And he's posted a lot of cool pictures like that. But anyway, what happened is this guy, he works at an Applebee's, I guess, in South Carolina and has an obsession with Sonya Deville, mm-hmm. which is not... Shocking, I guess. She's very attractive. Sure. He sees her on TV. I don't know the whole situation as to how this happens, but apparently he's been sending her messages for like a long time. Yeah. At least the last eight months. Very threatening. 
very scary type messages. And a few days ago, I guess, and again, these messages she's not getting because she doesn't follow this guy. She doesn't interact with this guy. Mm-hmm. And um, I've even seen some screenshots where he tweeted her stuff and people were like, dude, like, you need to calm down. Like, kind of calling him out like, hey, that's weird. Yeah. Dude shows up at her house, mm-hmm. right? And I guess was sending her messages like, hey, I'm outside by your pool. Yeah. Again, she's not getting these because she doesn't follow the guy. Right. And uh, I guess he cuts a hole in her screen door, mm-hmm. which sets off her alarm. She comes downstairs like, oh, maybe the dog hit it, whatever. Sees creepy dude in a mask, like, outside her house. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if he'd actually gotten in yet or, or what, but I'm like, that's straight out of a freaking horror movie. Yep. Uh, Mandy Rose, who's her real-life friend. I mean, obviously, they're feuding on TV, but she's there at, at her house, I guess, in her guest bedroom asleep. She grabs her like, someone's trying to break in. We got to go. They are able to escape, I guess, down another way, get in the car and leave. Police catch the guy in her house with zip ties, duct tape, a knife, rope, I think. I mean, this is super freaky, right? Like, this is intent to kidnap, Mm -hmm. possibly murder, super scary. Like, what? I mean, literally, WTF. Yeah. This is the definition of this, right? So this is freaky to me. Um, I couldn't imagine... Like, I, I had my apartment broken into one time. Yeah. That freaked me out yeah. to think someone was in my place. Yeah. I couldn't imagine this. Like, how do you go back home? Right. Your home's your safe, your safe place, right? Right. How do you go back there? Like, that's super creepy. Well, it would, it would be hard. Right. I mean, because even if you did go back home, you wouldn't feel comfortable. And it's, it's an uncomfortable thing knowing that somebody knows where you live like and the fact if this guy figured it out other people can too right and you know it's it's one thing for me and you to know where each other live like obviously we're not stalking each other right you know what i mean like but like if you're of any kind of celebrity status i would imagine you want your shit private dude right and this is why, because you have people like this, and it's very, very unnerving to know that it's that easy to find, uh, you know, where somebody lives. So I'll tell this story. Uh, a while back, uh, shortly after my time in NXT, I got a letter in the mail mm-hmm. addressed to my real name. Yep. So I open it up, and it's pictures of me performing in full sale. Yep. And it said, please sign in return. Here's a paid, you know, a prepaid envelope. And I will never forget the thought. I was just like, what the hell? Yeah. Like, this didn't come to Florida. Yeah. This didn't come to Missouri. This yeah. came to Oklahoma, where I live now. Mm-hmm. How the hell did this person find me? Like, yeah. that's super freaky. Yeah. Super freaky. And I remember talking to some people I knew that were on the road. They're like, oh, Yeah. We've all got weird ones from them. Yeah. I'm like, really? Mm-hmm. Like, like, that's not cool. Yeah. Like, you can't... Like, I, if I found out, like, I don't know, Michael Keaton's home address. Right. Am I sending him pictures of him as Batman? Like, hey, will you sign these and return them? Like, yeah. no, of course not. Yeah. Like, how do people not realize that you're crossing a line there? It's... it's That's why a lot of these wrestlers have P.O. boxes. Of course. Absolutely. And it's like, if you want me to sign stuff, send it to the P.O. box. Of course. And or like Harley had a school, right? You didn't send it to his condo, right? You sent it to the send school, it to the school, and he would sign cards and send them back all the time. And situations like this with Sonya Deville, I'll go and I'll probably catch heat for this. This is why 
Matt Cardona freaked the fuck out on you guys for sending that package. Yep. Because now you guys know where he lives. To you guys and to everybody else in the fig life, it might have been like, oh, this isn't a big deal. It's harmless. But Matt doesn't know that. He doesn't fucking know you guys. And well, this is, this is, and also too, like this might be controversial on my end too, but a lot of people are sending him hate online. Right. So he doesn't know, like, how does he know that like he opens his box and it's not something more than what he ordered from eBay? Right. To, I don't think he probably should send stuff to his home address. That, that is on him. It is on him. Yeah. But right. Like but you said, he doesn't know. Now some creep who already doesn't like him has his home address. That's unnerving because super unnerving. I totally get why he freaked out on you guys for that. And it's just things like this with the Sonya Deville, that's why. Because Well, and his wife, girlfriend, whoever she is, is also a wrestler. Right. And she is on the road too. And I'm sure there are times when their schedules don't match up and she's home alone right. while he's on the road. Right. I mean, like like any any person, that's a big reason why AJ Styles left New Japan. Yeah. He said, if I'm in the States, I can at least come home. Yeah. Hard to do when you're in Japan. Yeah. So I get that. I mean, as a, especially as a man, you have a sense of protection, you know? Right. Over the family, obviously. So it's, it's a super unnerving, super scary situation. And this is like a far, like, even if he sent those messages, I probably... If I were her, wouldn't have necessarily believed him. I guess one of the things is like, why are you ignoring me? Why are you ignoring me? Why are you ignoring me? And it's just like, dude, like you need to stop. Like, and even even with me being, you know, having barely five hundred followers, I still get messages in my spam folder. Mm-hmm. Like that's something that happens, and it's like it could be a legit message, but I don't get it because. Like either a, I'm not following that person, or b, they're not following me. Right. You know, and it's and if I needed to tweet someone, if I needed to DM someone that I'm not following, that it's just like, hey, I'm gonna send you a DM. Okay, cool. They'll follow you real quick. Right. Not a big deal. But right. right. I mean, it's it's one of those things where maybe it's because that's that's on social media for connecting us too much. Right. Like when I was a kid, I would have known how to mail something to you know Razor Ramon. Right. Like, I, obviously, like how do I do that? Like it's. I it's, didn't even know his real name. Right. It's very cool that we have such a close access to these people, but this is why it's also kind of scary mm-hmm. because there are people like that who take advantage of it. Absolutely. And they are sick, and they don't need to be that close to people. I think as far as especially female WWE superstars. You know, I'm sure you get a lot of weird messages. Maybe pay attention to some of them to a degree. Well, I would maybe like do a scan of your spam folder every now and then. Yeah. Because you just never know. Well, you never know. And also, too, I'd get a big ass fucking dog. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like 99% of the guys are probably not going to do this, but it's hard. You can't. It's hard to predict that when you have the. When this actually did happen. A big. A big uh, a big thing I miss about Yoko is the fact that he was eighty pounds and looked scary as shit. Yeah, and it's like I always felt a little safer when he, of course, you know, when he or especially there. you know if the wife's home by herself, right? You, you know, know like, and, I mean, Rocky's a pit bull, so of course he's got the people automatically scared or scared of him, right? But like there was something about Yoko. I mean, he looked like a effing wolf, so he was a big dog yeah you didn't you didn't really want to mess around when he was around. well dogs by by nature are protectors yep and you know they're territorial and all that yeah. other stuff so number 90 percent of people that are going to try a home invasion if you have a dog yep. 
they're probably going to think twice about it or yep. try to figure out an alternative because yep. you don't want to mess with them, yep. you know, especially a dog that big. Like, yeah, I mean, he, I know he was a, he was a very like mellow dog, but you wouldn't know that if you didn't know him. Well, but, and, and also too with him, I mean, when he saw that somebody was like, might be in danger, he, you could see it. He bowed up like, mm-hmm. and it's like, he was about to attack you, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, I, and what would you do? Right. He's almost 100 pounds. Yeah. I mean, there was one time, and I know this is off topic, but there was one time Rocky, uh, my pit bull, like we had this plumber guy over and Rocky was just playing with him. The guy like literally like pushed Rocky off of him pretty hard. Didn't hurt him, but like was a little bit too aggressive with him. Yoko, like all the hair on his back stood up and he started growling. And Steph had to like literally grab him by the collar and like, come on, let's go inside. Yeah. <laughs> and it was... She was like, "That was I, I haven't been more scared that he was going to kill somebody." Right, you know. And what but, would you do? I mean, right. He's a big dog. Yeah. So, definitely a crazy WTF story, but I think ultimately it's good that no one was hurt and absolutely this guy was apprehended and absolutely all that other stuff. And also too, like, glad she had an alarm system. Yeah. Anyway, we're kind of over on time, so let's take a break. Let's get Big Check on for uh, part two, and uh, then we'll be back to close it up. Boom. It's time for the interview segment on Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm back here with the one and only Big Chuck from Elite Eight Showdown. It is part two. Big Chuck, last week we discussed the uh, insanity that is your new podcast, Elite Eight Showdown, which everyone should hopefully uh, has heard by now or at least uh, checked out. And we talked a little bit about, you know, action figures and, you know, distribution of action figures and things of that nature. Um, what are you collecting these days? What, what's uh, what's the what's kind of getting you excited in the figure world? Uh, well, first, thanks for having me back on. Uh, glad to see that the ratings were so good. You brought me back for a second week. It was a um, long seven days. So, let me tell you. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that. I believe that. I bet you were worried. But uh, to be honest, it would be easier to tell you what I don't collect over uh what i what i do collect um but my my current obsession i guess is the anything that super seven has been putting out sure um and those like uh mainly their reaction line those kind of like throwback to the old kenner models i love those yeah. um yeah they're, they're so good and they're they're ninja turtle like style ones i've pretty much been picking all them up um i've been picking up the other like they're more articulated, um, kind of nicer, detailed versions um, as well. They just dropped a new a new wave. I think it was like wave three of turtles. Mm-hmm. I, apparently, I've just been buying turtle stuff mainly. Um, uh, that had like a metalhead and it had April. I think Ralph and Rocksteady. And then I went in because you can't have Rocksteady without Bebop. Sure. Uh, that's just a that's just a law. That's just a rule. So uh, I went and was able to hunt down that from. I think he was. I think Bebop was in uh, Wave Two. Right. Um, so yeah, a lot of turtles, a lot of turtle stuff. I pick. I still look for wrestling figures, but um, my like, I don't want to buy. A, I don't. I don't want to buy it offline if I can help it. Um, but I'm gonna get the first wave. Of the AEW figures, uh, they're already pre-ordered, ready to go. Uh, d- again, because it's the first, it's the first line. You kind of talk uh, about I'm that. Gonna last get week, it. Always wanting the first wave. Yeah, yeah. So and and the, you know the models look, I or the models, the figures looked great. I thought they were, I thought they were good. I know that there was some gripe about some some photos 
um, weren't the best online, but I thought they were good. I really liked them. Um, and I've been uh, I've been collecting getting back into GI Joe. I've had a huge GI Joe collection of the three and a half inch, and now they have the new uh, classified series Which in the six amazing. inch. I love those. The the detail on those figures are ridiculous. They are so highly detailed. Um, I bought the first, of course, the first wave of, of those, um, and I actually bought two Destros so I could open one. Um, yeah, the hand, I mean, it's it's like kind of like having the three and a half inch just blown up to six inches. Yeah, um, and it, it looks they look great. The accessories are amazing in them. Um, yeah, and I still collect. Uh, I mean, like other random stuff. Uh, Star Wars. I'm a big Star Wars guy, so the uh, the black uh, black series I try to get, um, as well as the Kenner three and a half no they're not kenner style but uh right the three and a half inch style uh figures so yeah that's pretty much what i collect figure wise um right now you know it's funny as i was talking to a friend of mine about this and he kind of asked me because so do you think today's market kids there it's more geared towards kids or adult collectors and i think because when we think of toys we kind of always think of kids but he was like but you think about it like these collected like WWE elites have a collector's edition figure. Kids aren't going to find that, you know, like they're not, Mm -hmm. it's going to be, that's the collectors. And I'm like, well, that's a good point. And he said, also look at the toy lines that are out. He-Man, GI Joe, wrestling, Ninja Turtles. This is not stuff that are, that are really prevalent for kids nowadays. I'm like, well, that's also true. I mean, I think there's a little bit of stuff towards kids, but I feel like so much of it is geared more towards the, uh, the collector nowadays. I think, yeah, I, I absolutely agree with you. I think that, you know, the time the times they are changing. And I also think that the toy companies realize this, right? They sure. realize that if they want to sell toys to kids, they have to change what that style of toy is. Action figures, I, I did a little research because uh, I was, I was kind of curious myself about this, and Toys actually went up in sales during 2019. It's been on a steady incline, but in 2019, saw like almost record-breaking sales, even with the even with the loss of uh, Toys R Us. Hmm. But the things that were selling were board games, puzzles, um, interactive toys like uh, you know fl- uh, model planes, um, drones, RV cars, and like lect- like more electronic style stuff as well. And then like of course the the infant baby toys and learning education toys are always in that in that same spot. But even action figures saw a four percent increase compared to 2018, which, like, you would say four percent's not really anything. But, uh, for for this situation, it was apparently worth noting because of the article that I read. I think that the companies that are now striving and the things that are selling are the things that adults want to buy because nostalgia or fandoms are so strong, that's what's going to push the action figure market. Right. And I think I think that's the biggest separation is that I think we need, I, and I'm not saying this as an adult who gets made fun of constantly for buying toys, but it needs to be looked at as the action figure collectible market and then all the other toys that are out there. Sure. Because the things, the things that are sitting on the pegs, like at my um, Walmart, there was like a huge push for like 
Fortnite figures mm-hmm. because the game that game was so popular with kids, and they like released this in gigantic toy line, and it sold um, when it first came out, and now that's the only thing that's sitting there. Right. Uh, they're you know they're clogging up a huge portion of those pegs, but Star Wars figures, um, wrestling figures. The uh, to a lesser extent, the Batman, like Marvel Legends line and the DC Universe line, those are even getting bought up, you know. So, like, right. it's it, they're selling, man. Like, but it's collectors, you're right, it's collectors. It's not, I think, maybe collectors that have kids, sure, are probably are probably doing it too. But yeah, like, no, nostalgia is the, is the greatest thing to sell somebody. The one that I think is going to be so interesting, and these might hit around the time this drops, actually. Uh, Tiger Electronics is making a comeback with four handheld games. And I don't know if me and you have yeah. talked about this or not, but those were hugely prevalent in our era, in, our, in you know, in the 90s, right? Especially right. considering a Game Boy was going to be 100 bucks, plus the cartridge is 40 bucks, or you can get this handheld Street Fighter and it's 20 I yep. know that they are trash. You know that they are trash. But there's something about that. You're like, man, I want to get those, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, they're they're atrocious. I, I guarantee you there's nothing updated about them. I bet you they just went into all the Goodwills and dumpsters and pulled them all out and just rinsed them off and repackaged them for us. Um, but, yeah, man, like nostalgia sells. The idea of that existing, I kind of I kind of want to get it. They're, they had one, I'm pretty sure. That was for Power Rangers, and it was on the back of this magazine that I had um, as a kid. And I wanted it so bad, but like my mom either couldn't find it or she couldn't afford it because I, I didn't grow up. I had a lot of um, a lot of my toys came from garage sales as a kid because mm-hmm. my mom was a single mom putting herself through college to get her master's. So like we had no money, um, and a lot of my stuff came. But I had this magazine. And I think it was like a Power Rangers like version of that. And I used to try to play it on the magazine, pretending like I was playing it, right, yeah. <laughs> because I wanted it. I wanted it so bad. So if anybody one is wondering, no, the secret theory of you believe and say something you want bad enough, you'll get it, is not true because I never got that god dang Power Ranger video game, and it still to this day haunts me. Well, see, and that's the thing is. This Tiger Electronics um, like rebirth is from Hasbro, who makes the Power Rangers figures. So I feel like the likelihood of them re-releasing that is probably pretty high. So you, who is a guy that wanted that game so badly, never got it, and then all of a sudden you saw that on the pegs, you're and you were able to buy it. You're going to get it right away, right? Oh yeah, and like the thing is, I'm going to buy it. I'm going to open it. I'm going to turn it on. I'm going to and I'm going to be like, yep. This is about as atrocious as I thought it was going to be. Right. Uh, and I'm still going to be happy with my purchase. And then I'm going to set it down and I'm going to pick up my iPhone and I'm going to play much better games on my iPhone and I'm never going to touch it again. Well, and, and that's and that's what's so funny about it, because me and Bane have talked about those for a while. And he goes, I think these are going to be so bad. And I'm like, I, I completely agree. But it's something nostalgic about it where it's like, I want to get these, you know, like I'm going to go to GameStop this week to try to pre-order them. Like, that's how badly I want them. And not because I think that they're going to be revolutionary games, because I know that they are, like what you said, they're just retreads of what they released years ago. But it's it's nostalgic. It's fun. Like, I remember having a couple of these as a kid. And uh, I think I think it's an awesome idea. It's not something I would have ever guessed. But it's to me, it's just like, wow, that's that's crazy that they're remaking that. But again, that goes back to the collector, because... 
I can't imagine a kid today, like my nephew, I can't imagine him liking this when he plays iPhone games, you know? Yeah, he's gonna look. At, he's gonna look at that and be like, "Are you? What are you smoking? Right? What are you smoking, at Uncle Breaker? Because this doesn't make any goddamn sense." Right. Yeah, and, and that's what's so. That's just what's so intriguing about it. But, um, you know, you you brought up GI Joes a little bit ago and talked about the the new classified series, which are you know kind of a six inch line, which are just doing amazing. Everyone seems to be loving those. But they also yep. announced a uh, a re release of the three and three quarter inch line. <laughs> And uh, they've got, a, I think, three figures plus two vehicles packaged with figures coming out. I, initially, I was like, I don't know about these. But then they hit me with something that made me rethink everything, and that's that they have the little bio card on the, yeah, man. Of the package. That's, the bio that's card nostalgia, is a, right? Well, it's yeah, it's nostalgia and the bio. And, like, that was, that was such a staple for... G.I. Joe figures was yeah. having that that bio card on the back where you could read all about, you know, codename barbecue or codename snow job, you yeah. know, and like and you could find out like who they were, why they were part of the Joes or why they were part of Cobra. And it was just like it was so it was so awesome. Yeah. And I was a little disappointed that they ended up getting rid of that in the declassified series. But yes, this like this new three and a half inches back. Um, I'm I'm so excited. I have so I got a lot of those uh, figures when they did the like 07 release. Mm. Um, so I ended up buying a very large portion of my collection that I have now, with, like in that era, um, which the figures were way better than the ones that I grew up with. Just the detail and stuff on them was spectacular. Yeah. Um, but the card art on the new ones, I believe, is the same card art from the original cards. Oh, okay. um, from the eighties, which is like, that's, that's I know, awesome. It's a nice touch. See, I like it. I, I like the nostalgia of it. I am a, I'm a card art Mark. Like I will buy an action figure. If the card art is amazing. That's why I love these super seven, uh, reaction figures. That's, so much. As soon as you said awesome card art, that's like immediately what I thought of because I'm primarily a guy that likes to open the figures, but I don't know how I could open those. You know what I mean? Cause the, the art looks so amazing. Right, I mean it's it's just nostalgic and it's awesome. It looks super rad, and I just I it's the card because that's what it draws. That's what catches your eye in the store, right? right? Is that like crazy colors and art, and you're like, oh man, like there's Ralphie and he looks so awesome, and oh okay, then there's the figure or or that Snake Eyes and look at there's an explosion behind him and he's got timber, you know? So like, um, I just I loved I love the Carter and it's just it feels so nostalgic looking back at it. Um, yeah, I just I I'm excited for the three and a halfs. I might get. I'll probably get the first wave because that's what I do. Um, but other than that, I might just try to fill in ones that I missed from 07 sure. and just kind of like work them back in. Um, the thing is I want them to do a full run. Yes. Agreed. Uh, I want, I want them to literally release all like 400 something Joe's that they ever did back in the eighties. Um, because there are several that I really want that I am not going to be paying $200 for on card. So if they could just re-release them so I could get a uh, big boa finally and uh, not just cry every night into my pillow. The fact that I still don't <laughs> own big boa right. or Ch- or chuckles or, you know, any of those like old school ones. Um, yeah. I, I finally got that Sergeant Slaughter 
years later. I got the uh, San Diego Comic-Con, I think it was 2009 or 2010, um, and he comes with a G.I. Joe wrestling title, so it's like a scaled, and it says G.I. Joe across it, and he has the, uh, he has the staff and the microphone. Um, and I met him at a Comic-Con, and I had him sign it, and it was like the coolest experience of my life. That's um, so like, yeah, Sarge was a huge part of me growing up, not only in wrestling, but with G.I. Joe's too. Um, and he was kind of like, you know, that father figure I, I didn't have or wish I had. Um, other, other than, of course, um, uh, Hasselhoff from uh, Baywatch, who was actually my, you know, the father, my father figure growing up, as we all learned <laughs> from 90s Telewar. So, 90s Telewar, yeah. it's in the archives. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go, go, go check out the, those episodes. Those were spectacular. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, um, but I'm super excited about it. I really hope that the, I just hope it's not like a five wave thing, and they get the you know the greatest hits out, and then they right. end it. Well, and I think that's the thing too is like you're you're wanting a re- release of all these, you know, rare figures and stuff, and it's pretty obvious that they're going to put out the heavy hitters first, right? You know, like the ones that they know will sell well. So I'm kind of like you though. Like I was kind of hoping with the retro line when that came out. Like, number one, I was super disappointed that they didn't have the bio card on those, um, like the original Hasbros. And and then, like you said, they just it just stopped after like 10 waves. It's like, oh, man, there's so many more that they could have done. But um, to kind of switch gears to Super 7, this is something interesting I, I would like to get your take on. Because, you, you know, you brought up as a kid, you weren't a, a big fan of the uh, the turtles when they were wearing, like, odd costumes, you know. Because I think we all had it. I remember having a Sheriff Donatello. I've mentioned that before on the show. and and so on but super seven actually in the reaction line they released i think it's like a space cadet is it Raphael maybe and then like a detective uh, yeah 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 so the detective donnie and the trench coat and hat which is funny because like that's kind of the ralphie staple from the movie right um where he would you know where he would leave and so, so it's kind of weird that they did that for donnie but of course yeah famously the space the space ralph uh was a, which may have been one of the first when they started getting kind of out of the box with like gimmicks for turtles. So I'm wondering if that's why they did it. Um, I love them now as a kid. I, I, I wish I had, you know, I wish I had bought them more. I'm absolutely in the same boat as you, because I know for me, it's like, I wanted the regular turtles as a kid, but you couldn't find those. Right. I mean, you could never find them. They were always sold out. Yeah. So it's always the, the random, you know, like you said, football player, Michelangelo or hockey player, Leonardo. It's like, I don't want that. I want, them regular, you know, but now you see it and you're like, oh man, those are kind of cool because it's different. It's different. They, the, you know, I didn't appreciate them as a kid, but like those for the most part were always original sculpts. Right. Like very rarely were parts reused and stuff. Um, I, to this day, am still angry that when I was, I must've been eight, I don't know, eight or nine, maybe as late as 10. Um, I saw the like monster versions at my Kmart. Where it was, they were all like universal monsters, like a uh, like a mummy that I think it was like a mummy and he glowed in the dark, glowed in the dark. Which is um, awesome now, right? Yeah, like why did I not buy that set? That was awesome. I think it was. Uh, I think Ralph was a mummy. Michelangelo, no, Ralph was were- a werewolf. Michelangelo was the mummy. Donnie was Dracula, maybe. Um, and yeah, like they were. I don't know. They were so awesome, and I. I'm so angry that I never got them. Yeah. And it, you can't find them. You can't even find them used anymore. So like, oh uh, yeah, it was, oh, uh, so I'm so, I'm still mad at myself about it. Yeah. But again, it's that, it's that weird thing of like what you like as a kid, 
is yeah. different than what you would want as an adult collector, which I think that was what that Super 7 line, what was so cool about that is they're kind of releasing all the uh, kind of all the greatest hits, right? But then they throw those two in there. You're like, oh, that's that's different, you know? Because I, I personally, I love the obscure villains of the Ninja Turtles. Like, give me give me Pizza Face. Give me, you know, General Trag, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I was always a, I was always a Slash fan. Yes. Uh, and, like, it, it wasn't until recently that they actually started, like, producing a ton of toys and figures uh, of Slash. So I'm really excited, uh, excited about that. Um, so I'm a Super 7 guy. But you, you're a NECA guy when it comes to the Turtles. Yes. Um, now this is my, this is my very angry letter to the manager of NECA. They need to get their stuff figured out real quick about how to do pre-orders because I know I didn't find any San Diego Comic-Con exclusives from them at all anywhere. I actually have an interesting NECA story for you that I don't think I've told you yet. This just happened a couple of days ago. So I, uh, got, you know, word had kind of gone around that the KC and foot soldier two pack and then the metal head were kind of hit targets. Now NECA obviously yeah. are expensive figures as anyone listening may or may not know. And you obviously know. So I've kind of made a decision. I'm like, I'm not going to get the movie ones. I'm just going to get the cartoon ones. Cause I don't want to try to collect both. Cause I feel like that would be impossible. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm not worried about the movie stuff, but I'm just going to collect the cartoon sets, which unfortunately are at target, which kind of makes that tough. So I walk into a random Target, and they actually happen to have a Casey and the slashed-up foot soldier available. I was like, oh, holy crap, awesome. No one else. There's a guy in town here who uh, who's always on the hunt for these. And so he hits me up, and he was like, um, hey, I'm going to go into random Target. I'll let you know if I find Metalhead. Because I was like, hey, I didn't. Because I told him I only found one Casey and foot soldier, but if I find another one, I'll let you know. Blah, blah, blah. So he hits me up. He's like, hey, I found you a metalhead. I'm like, oh, awesome. Thank you. And he goes, I got a crazy story for you, too. And I was like, all right. And he goes, can I call you? And I'm like, okay, sure. So he, so he calls me up. And he's like, well, apparently NECA has some t- sort of like dis- their own distributor or something. And the guy actually like brings the stock to them. It doesn't come <laughs> in a truck, I guess. I don't know. I don't know the whole deal. And the NECA guy that came in. Basically, what he does is he comes in and he sets the stock on the shelves for them or whatever. And then the guy that was doing it at this particular target, and I don't know if it's like this all the time, but this really makes sense. Apparently, he set it down, he takes a picture of it, and then he tried to grab it all up and go buy it himself. My buddy happened to walk by him and he saw him carrying five metal heads and four of the Casey two packs. And he was like, Oh, are you the NECA guy? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, oh, could I could I get a couple of those? And the guy was like, oh, yeah, okay. And he gave them to him, which is great that he did. But apparently, that's what a lot of these guys are doing, is they are setting them out on the pegs or on the shelves and then buying it themselves and probably flipping them for double or triple the money. And right. Like, which, which completely makes sense that we always hear about, you know, right. people, you know, these flippers are able to get their hands on it or they know somebody right well right. I, I mean you know somebody if it's you you know <laughs> sure. right but i mean you think about it if you had very limited knowledge of figures you wouldn't think that right. but if if you got that job and you knew and you knew you could sell these for double the money i'm not condoning scalping but i kind of get where he's coming from right he he buys something for 50, oh, sure. or 50 bucks and sells it for a couple hundred quick quick way to make some cash but it also makes sense why they're so hard to find 
Yeah, and actually that makes that makes a ton of sense. Um, I know in a similar situation at my Walmart, one of the managers that puts stuff out, he's like a like a shift manager for the department or whatever. Right. If something comes in that's a collectible for him, because he does like the collectibles electronics and like toy section if it's something that he knows he can flip he tells his staff members don't even put that out just put the case over to the side um i'm gonna i'm just gonna buy it when i go off shift right so like those don't even make it out of the box and onto the shelf like they're just gone kind of like the elite before they before they literally like like the elite harley race i guess like um he does it a lot with the magic the gathering sets like if they're sets that were hard to get a hold of he does it all the time with like those so i apparently they do like limited runs of certain things the case will come in he doesn't even have him put it out he does it with wrestling figures and i guess now he's figured out that neca um apparently does good money because he's been i guess pulling because i have a a friend who also works there who tells me yeah no he's like he pulls cases puts them in the back and then he brings when he leaves yeah yeah and it it sucks right because like it ruins the fun of toy hunting that's the whole that's the whole point but you know uh, a famous quote i always heard was capitalism will make criminals of us all so yeah yeah, so like I, I mean, I I can't knock them for it. Ultimately, I can just be mad about it. But I would think if I was in the same position, I probably would do something similar. I wouldn't buy your entire stock, but I would buy up a few and then probably you know try to flip them. Why not? You know. Well, and I think the the whole overall thought has always kind of been, you know, I've never bought more than I needed. You know what I mean? Like I've never right been the type, like, like oh i'm gonna buy every single elite and then go try to sell them that's never been and i've also never bought a toy to to think oh i can make money with this it's always been something i wanted but right it's, it's something that i want that i want for my collection and then maybe down the road if times are hard or i'm i'm i've gotten my fill of it i'm gonna i'm gonna put it up for sale right um I did that a lot with like Funkos and things like that. Uh, I never really bought a Funko um, that I didn't want for my collection for the most part. Um, And then I've, you know, I've kind of, I've gotten out of Funkos. I know you have too. Um, The, uh, the, like, I I, I don't know. Something about those just kind of wore off, I guess. You know, I think they flooded their own market. They did. They, they just, it was, it was sensory overload real bad with Mm -hmm. like, with their stuff. And then, I, they changed. They changed the look of them. Like I really liked. I really liked that squat look. That kind of old school version they when were they were doing kind of pops. In the same scale. Yeah, all in the same scale. They kind of all had the same design, but the sculpts were slightly different, or things were painted differently. Right. And like now, it's like I don't know. It just they don't look the same to me. It's not what I liked about them. Um, so yeah, I kind of moved on from Funko. I'll still buy them sure. occasionally if I see a, one that I really like. But one, well, it also it becomes a thing where, like you know, when I thought, oh, if they ever make the office, those will be great. I'll get all of those. We said that on the show a lot. Well, then they started flooding the exclusives and the you know everything. It's just like I, I, this is like a full time job to keep up with. Like I, I don't know, it's just too much. And so I think it's one of those things when you can't keep up with something, you eventually just kind of get away from it. You're like, I got, I got, I can't do this anymore. You know, and. I've always kind of thought with Funkos, I was like, there's always going to be a time where they release something where you're like, oh, okay, I got to get all those, you know, and like it kind of gets you back in. But I think for the most part, I think you're right. I think they did kind of flood their own market and 
they they release so many so quickly that it was just it becomes well it becomes a thing too of like I don't know about you but like space like I I need space to put all these and uh, yeah absolutely that's, that's tough. Yeah, I uh, I I lived in an apartment about four or five years ago. I ended up moving out and moving back home uh, with my mom to you know to help take care of. She's old, um, so uh, plus you know, f- you know free rent. Fuck it. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but I you know when I had to pack up an entire like a you know apartment worth of collectibles and move it back into a very small room, I learned very quickly that I had too much stuff. Yes. I had too many collectibles. I don't I don't have the wall space to hang my figures like I want. Um so that's when the you know the purging started. Sure. Um you I still have in a box and I you're think like, I well s- that's how you want to display them, you know? Yeah, yeah, there are uh, uh, pretty much the majority of my Funko collection is still down in the basement in a bunch of totes. Um, just sitting there because I don't have the room for them. Right. And at this point, I've I've been I at one point had almost eight hundred and something Funkos. I'm down to about five hundred, I think, if I if I had to do the math, because I was just like, well, times are tough. I need money. Like, let's start selling some stuff off, and mm-hmm. I would, and I'd be fine. But man, fl- even even flipping figures, it's not a fun job. No. I don't know why. I don't know why people enjoy doing it so much. It like a lot of post I don't know. office time, you know. Yeah, like a lot of post office time. A lot of like figuring out what the market is, putting yes. it up on eBay, dealing with jerks on eBay. You know, like. Well, and then it's also it's a collectible, so it's got to be shipped well. You can't just like right. I, I don't know about you because I, I I had a couple of you know again I, I moved recently so I get it like so there was a bunch of Funkos I sold, and I'm like part of me is like well I could take them to this resale shop and just get what they get give me for them. Or I can try to individually sell all these on eBay. And eBay is a yeah. lot easier to list on now than it used to be. But still, I'm like, gosh, dang, that's a lot of time. Plus trips to the post office, plus packaging and all that stuff. You know, yeah. I had like two or yeah, three. There's no, there, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. There's nothing worse than oh, there's nothing worse than realizing you don't have a box big enough. Exactly. Yeah. And they're yeah, kind that, of a weird shape. So, you know? so you have to have that perfect size box. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. And, and so I, yep. there was a couple I had that were worth money. So I was like, all right, I want to try to sell these. And I did, and it was great. But again, yeah, you have to wait in line at the post office. You have to sell them. The shipping has to be perfect. It's just, it's a process. And I don't know, like, it's just, it's one of those things where sometimes with collecting, you kind of just, I'm like, oh, I'm over it, you know, and on certain things, and you're just ready to kind of get away from it. But, but yeah, Funkos, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like they're still kicking them out, you know, like they're still making them. So there's not people that are into it. I'm still, I'm still part of, the Funko community to an yeah. extent, you know, on Instagram and stuff. Cause I, I like to see, I I'm fascinated by the communities, yes. right? Like the figure community, there's a wrestling figure community, especially built around, um, fully posable and only fully posable. Cause that's the only, uh, figure, uh, podcast that matters in the world. Um, despite what anybody else will say. Um, so you're just coming after heat from all sides, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I just, you know what? I don't even care anymore. Like, let's go. Like, I just, I want to start, I just want to start fights with every podcast on the planet at this point. Um, but like that community is amazing. Right. Like those guys like always look out for each other. There's never a question of how much is it? It's always cost plus shipping. Right. Like, uh, and like, yeah, they like, they all got their back And the Funko community to an extent is the same way. And yeah, man, like, 
they would they wouldn't be making it if it wasn't selling right. and it's still obviously selling like gangbusters so I, again i can't knock them for it i just i lost my interest when they started changing the style up they flooded their own market it was so much sensory overload like yeah I mean, I always thought it would have been, I always thought it was cool. I was like, man, can you imagine if I just had an action figure of, like, anything I ever wanted? And then Funko was like, uh, you know, hold our beer. Like, we'll, we'll start cranking stuff out for you. Yeah. And then they did, and I was like, okay, this is actually not as cool as I thought it was going to be. Like, you that guys was, are literally giving us every, everything. That was my thought, too, because I'm like, I can, I can have Batman. I can have Spider-Man. I can have Michael Scott. And then I can have, you know, freaking, you know, Freddy Krueger. And they're all the same, yep. you know, and like that, yeah. the idea of that is amazing. And that might be why a lot of action figures are all scaled the same nowadays. But, you know, I know, uh, Bane, one thing he has done is he's collected things based off of, uh, decorating for his house. So he's like, you know, I get like Beetlejuice and I can decorate that with, for like Halloween or I can get like Christmas ones and decorate for Christmas. And I'm like, well, that's kind of fun. And, you know, DC just announced a new holiday line. And I saw the Batman and Joker from that. I'm like, man, those are really cool. So I'm like, man, well, maybe I do get those for Hall- for Christmas and put those out as decorations or something because like, there's something fun about them. It's just, like you said, it's overload on how much you can actually get at any time. Yeah, and, and like they'll tell you, and I'm part of the – I'm also part of a, a miniature painting and wargaming thing. They'll tell you like, well, you don't have to buy everything. It's like, yeah, but then you have the fear of missing out. Like, right. like, well, then, like, oh, my God, what what if I do want this at some point, and then I can't find it, and then I, I don't want to go pay flipper prices? So, like, yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's just I, I'm glad I, I'm glad I've kind of phased out of Funkos. Like I say, if I see one that's just, like, the thing I've always wanted, when they released uh, the Batman and Robin Mr. Freeze yeah. and the Batman Returns uh, Penguin, I bought them because I was just like, when am I ever going to see this again? Right. Like these are especially a Batman and Robin, Mr. Freeze. Like they don't make Arnold Schwarzenegger anything other than NECA Terminator, you know? So like I was, I immediately jumped on those. Um, but yeah, like I still don't, I don't really buy much. I like NECA stuff. I try to buy NECA despite the fact that they are officially on my list. Um, after the debacle that was trying to get that four pack of the uh, music tour, Turtles. Yeah, I think everyone's uh, struggling with that. Well, apparently, according to the internet, so you know, take it with a grain of salt. Right. The the site and the link went up 15 minutes before it was supposed to, ah. and so people, it was already sold out before it was officially even supposed to go on sale. No, that's that's horrible. Um, yeah, and like that, that really, really sucks. I also had one hell of a time just trying to find it to begin with. Um, so it was, it was sold out automatically. Um, I, so I, and I get, I get so frustrated with it because like there's such an easy way to fix this. Yes. You just do what um, Funko did, but you, you, where you put like special edition stickers on the, on the packaging. Right. And then, if it's this exclusive stuff, the same day that it goes up for sale, you release a Kickstarter that says, hey, if we can get 2,500 units bought and paid for, we will keep casting these. It may take a year. It may take a few months, even though we already have the cast. We already have things in place for it. But then we can order as many additional ones as we need, even charge more, like make it one. Like, cause I think that, I think that set was like one fifty because it came with a bunch of stuff. Right. 
Or, or even better, just make it the figures. Don't give me the T-shirt. Don't give me the lanyard. Don't give me the tote bag. Right. And then just sell me that. And then people who want to go flip them because they want all the extra stuff, cool. People who can find them in the stores will find them, cool. But otherwise, us collectors who I don't have a target within an hour of me. Right. So there is no way I was going to get to a store. Plus, at that time, I was in quarantine, so I literally couldn't leave my house. Right. Um, and then, uh, but then, like, I'm happy to wait six months to a year. Like, I've done Kickstarters. You know what I mean? Like, um, and this is, like, this is, this is now the, the norm for the board gaming community. Like, if you want a board game, you go through Kickstarter. Mm. Because that's the only way that they can guarantee that they're going to sell the units, even games that don't even need to do it. And I'm not saying NECA needs to do it for um, every release. Just do it for this exclusive. Just do it for San Diego Comic-Con exclusives. Everything else, throw it on, let people fight over it, and call it that. But that set was so cool. Oh, and it the was. Fact, and the fact that, uh, uh, honestly, all of their sets, the Metalhead, the two-pack with Casey and the Foot Soldier, like the fact that it got destroyed by scalpers on, you know, on Target and things like that, or was picked up uh, by the NECA, um, you know, guy, the the representative, right. like it it ruins my interest in fun, and I'm I'm I don't want to say that I'm not going to buy NECA stuff anymore, but man, I'm really soured on NECA, and I guess it's Super Seven's, you know, win. Because I ended up buying almost all the Super 7 stuff because they did it that way. Right. They did, like, a pre-order and did not take them down until, like, the next day. So they know how many they have to make. Right. Well, and, and I think, like, with the NECA thing, and I, I don't want to mis- misrepresent the story, but I don't think it was necessarily the NECA rep. I think it was, like, they use a third-party distributor. Right, right, right. It, I mean, whoever it is. Told me. So, but that that being said, that guy obviously has some sort of inside knowledge to know that okay this is you know what are they those two packs i think retail for 51.99 so 52 dollars so yeah. after tax he's probably at 55 56 depending on where he's at and yeah he can sell it for 100 all day long like oh yeah it's great it's a good investment you know so i Absolutely. get it on on his end it's just you would think that they would not let someone do that maybe limit one per person i don't know something because you know, and I I have some friends locally. I'm like, dude, just go hide it in the store. You know, if you you know if you can go hide it in an area that no one will find, I can go pick it up later. You know, but it's just, it's a it's a tough thing for sure. Yeah, it's it it's tough. It's it's sad. Like it, it really it's disappointing because you know there's there's collectors out there that just really that want that nostalgia feel or, yeah. or you know and 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 enjoy that hunting that toy hunting that toy spotting that that I didn't even realize as a kid that I loved doing at KB Toys. You know oh, what I yeah. mean? Oh, dude, I I'll never yeah. forget the feeling of walking in a Toys R Us. You know. Uh, yeah, so I had I was a KB Toys kid. Um, that was the only toy store we had in town growing up. Uh, it was a it was a treat to drive to like the next town over, which was about an hour away, to get to go to the Toys R Us. That was vacation, you know. As we were as we were growing up as kids, as I got to go run through Toys R Us. But man, the KB Toys, like you walk in. All the toys were like you know divided up, just like a normal toy store. But you saw that red markdown. Oh yeah, the the line through it with like the nine ninety nine. It went from nineteen ninety nine down to nine ninety nine. 
red and, pen, and like oh oh yeah yeah the, that red pen just oh it was amazing it was I, it was I just a good feeling I, I love it so much yeah well anyway we get we gotta we gotta go ahead and wrap it up here man uh it's been awesome catching up with you it's been awesome talking with you let people know where they can find you and more importantly where they can find the insanity that is elite eight showdown yeah, you can go ahead and find my show, Elite Eight Showdown, through all podcasting uh, outlets, I'm pretty sure. Or you can head over to professionalcasual.com. That is the uh, network that I work with that puts out all my show as well as amazing other shows. Pretty much if you are into something, if you like documentaries, if you like role-playing D&D games, whatever, we have something over there for you. Go check my show out, Elite Showdown, and then go ahead and check out all the other shows over there. That is the best place to find us. Uh, professionalcasual.com will also give you the links to all of our other social media. Boom, there it is. So check it out, Elite Eight Showdown. It's insane. It's amazing. It's awesome. I highly recommend it. Big Chuck, it's been awesome catching up with you, man. We'll have to do it again before hopefully two years. It's kind of weird. Like I didn't realize it had been that long since we had talked last, you know? Yeah, I, I. It feels like we had just done the the '90s Telewar, but no, it's it's been it's been a minute. It's, it's been, been a goddamn minute. Yeah, it has been, and it, it's crazy to think because you know I think because when you're in real life, you know things just they go so quickly sometimes. Like I remember as yep. a kid, I felt like time took forever. Now it it's so fast. It's like you have no time to sit back and really think about stuff. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. But I, I think podcasting in this form is good because, you know, nowadays most people just text or DM and now that we're able to sit down and just have a conversation, it's fun, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I find, I find that I every week want to start a new podcast on some topic because I just love talking about it and I don't, I don't have a way to talk about it. Podcasts for me are how I get to talk to, you know, my quote unquote friends about the things I like. Well, it's, it's a creative outlet. You, you mentioned before, you know, being at work and just having that thought, because I think sometimes, I mean, I don't know if you're like this, but I'll be at work and if I'm doing something kind of boring, that's when my mind starts racing. Right. And that's when I start thinking yeah. about stuff. I'm like, Hmm, what if, you know, like, cause I work, yeah. I work nights and days. So there's times I'll be sitting there. It's 3 AM and I, an idea hits me. I'm like, Oh, I got to text Bane. And I'm like, wait a minute. It's 3 AM. That's probably not a good idea. <laughs> Oh uh, no no no! You wake his ass up. Like he doesn't. He doesn't. You only need five hours of sleep a day to survive. He'll be fine. Right. Get get an energy drink. You'll be all right. You know. Yeah yeah. Get crack up an extra bang and just shut up. You know. Like, <laughs> it's like you're gonna be waking up in two hours anyway. What does this matter? You know. Yeah exactly. You're welcome. <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 always good. And I think that's like I've always kind of described podcasting as like our fight club, right? Like. It's like you work all week in Saturday's Fight Club, and and it's it's weird when you watch that movie because you're like, how weird is that? But it's like you need that that something that takes away like you have to have that reason for wanting to do this, you know, like that creative outlet or whatever it might be, just just a distraction from the normal. I think sometimes. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. All right, man. Well, it's been awesome catching up with you, and uh, we will check you check in with you soon. Yeah, man. Can't wait. And we're back. We're back. We're going to hold off on crazy sodas for a week. We have one more left to do, but kind of went over today. So yeah. a couple quick things I want to dive into. Uh, first of all, um, we're not even going to do the little intro for it, but uh, just to dive into a little bit of toy talk because we said we were going to do it. The AEW figures finally hit in our area, man. Yes, they did. You saw them in person, and um, you are not by nature 
an impulse buyer, but you said at one point, and you didn't end up buying them, I don't think, but you actually had them on your cart. You were thinking about it. Yeah, I get buyer's remorse before I actually buy things. <laughs> you put them in the cart, and you're like, nope. <laughs> yeah, I start, I literally, I, I had all uh, five of them in the cart, and I started walking, because the reason why I went to Walmart was I had to buy a gift for Marissa, because her birthday was just recent. And so I went to Walmart to get her a little gift, and... So I just had one of the things I had to get her was a nail polish, like a certain kind of nail polish that she was really excited about. Well, in the makeup aisle across the way is like the main aisle for the toys and all that. And I just happened to look and I was like, well, son of a bitch. There's the AW figures. Which, by the way, you told me about them and you actually hid the Young Bucks for me. I did. Which, yep. thank you for that. I yep. did find them. <laughs> and, but I put all five in my cart and I was like, sort of walking away towards the uh, birthday cards and started looking at the birthday cards. And then I started thinking like, 20 times 5. 20, 40, 60, Oh, shit. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I can't do this. And so <laughs> I walked back to the toys. I put them all back where they go. And yeah. And uh, so, yeah, that was that. But I, I was close. I was very close to buying them. If I was only there to see if they had them, they would have been on my shelf right now. Do you um, do you plan to get any of them at any point or maybe just one or two or anything? No, because the more I looked at them. More, I was like, I don't know if I like these. I mean, the really? only the only real reason I would have bought them is because they're the first of a line. Sure. Um, but the more I look at them was like, well, they all have this weird pink tone around their eyes. And yeah. I, I don't know what that is, but it looks like they all haven't slept in about a month. There there was some some slight, <laughs> I think, paint app issues yeah and they're also very pale i don't know if you very pale the very one you pale. really notice it on is omega yeah um he looks like seamus yeah but it's they're they're very pale and there's that weird pink tone just around the eyes and maybe even the mouth but it's like i don't know what that is but i do not like it um but the the accessories look great and the the clothes look great yeah but it's just i i was like ah, i just i don't know i don't need these i yeah. mean well but you're also a guy you're Probably not gonna buy all of them. But I'll buy Dustin Rhodes when I see him, dude. Yeah, I will buy Dustin Rhodes. See, Wave Two, I think will actually be better. I mean, Pentagon, yeah. Phoenix. Yeah. I mean, Dustin Rhodes. And I don't really need Pentagon or Phoenix. I mean, they they look great. Oh, really? I thought I thought those would be two you'd pick up since you're a Lucha Underground guy. I, well, I love those guys, but I I like Lucha Underground version of those guys. I got you. But Dustin Rhodes, when Luchasaurus gets a figure, boom that that'll be bought. They, they've already announced Series 3 is going to have Orange Cassidy, mm -hmm. Pac, Darby Allen, which I think he'll be a very good figure. Yes. And then uh, Jeremy alluded to Hakura Shida, oh, even, cool. even though they didn't show pictures, but that's what he alluded to. Uh, that being said, two open spaces in Wave mm -hmm. 3. Who do you think that's going to be? Do you think we're going to see some retreads already, or is this going to be all new figures? It better not be retreads. If it's already retreads, then... True, but that's a little silly because you got guys. I mean, because you my, got my prediction is uh, Christopher Daniels and Kazarian. That's right. who I think from SCU. That's who I think. But I be feel in. like Luchasaurus is such a bold character that you almost have to do a figure of him. Oh, I agree right away because he's 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 a character that's not only going to catch the attention of all the people who actually want figures. A six-year-old kid walking by that figure is like, oh, can I get the dinosaur guy? See, that's a that's a guy that, and especially with his tattoos. Right. Well, that's going to look. That's one I plan to get my nephew. Yeah. I think that that's really cool that they're 
in scale with the Mattel Elites. Yes. I think that that's super awesome, especially yeah. for a kid. I but mean, they're different. I actually think they're a little bit better. I do too. I because really, you can swivel like to the left and right too. And the Young Bucks, the way they're packaged and their pose, I think yeah. is really cool. So super, super cool. I'm excited for them. But yeah, wave one's hitting. No chases on yeah, the show. Yeah, yeah, no, no chases yet. The bet is still live. Yeah. Um, do you think anyone's going to capture this? I do not. <laughs> you don't think so, huh? Nah. Well, we, we shall see. Uh, that being said, um, we've got a little bit of chalk line to discuss here. Uh, they've revealed a couple of new new uh, products. Uh, how about the SpongeBob Popsicle um, lineup? I guess basically a bunch of jackets and the SpongeBob Popsicle shorts. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think? I mean, like these are kind of like, eh, I don't know. That's not really my jam, but it's kind of cool. Yeah, I, I think they look good on whoever's wearing them. Um, but I don't think I would wear those shorts. No. I mean, just me personally. But, I mean, if I saw that that woman wearing them in pers- public, I'd be like, those are some cute shorts. <laughs> you yeah. know? Now, I will say I did order these. They haven't came in yet, but it kind of makes sense because I got WCW Revenge today. I got the WCW NWO Chalkline shorts. Very nice. Which uh, are kind of a from from the Revenge game, which is pretty cool. And then also uh, today as we record this, the Technodrome and Blimp jackets went up for sale um, those are pretty cool, man. Like, I, I don't know. It, it might be kind of hard to buy both, but I think it's cool that they're available now. Yeah. I think it's all kind of what, what you're into. Absolutely. You know? and, yeah. and chalk lines, I mean, they're, they're hitting a lot of things. Uh, so much cool stuff's coming out. They, they showed some new Halloween shorts that are kind of coming out. I mean, those might be kind of cool for yeah. Halloween time. Yeah, right? absolutely. So lots of, lots of cool stuff coming out from chalk line. And I'm sure here in the next few days we'll have a bunch of new reveals so. it, it seems like almost every day i get about five notifications like chalkline just posted a photo Chalk, yeah. you know yeah, it's, like, it's like oh what are the wow. what do we got yeah you know? and some of them aren't anything but every now and then you're like oh oh man right yeah. yeah which is which is super fun uh well uh, we gotta we gotta take a break here and uh dive into some some plugs but of course next week i'm gonna announce it our, uh, our guest is gonna be rad chad hell yeah fig life guy Very uh, cool. me and him had a really fun conversation a few weeks ago so i'm excited for everyone to hear that uh, Rad Chat will be coming up next week, but also check out some other podcast friends. We're running short on time, so I'm going to kind of go through these fairly quickly, but the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Jeff and Scott are great dudes. Check out their show. Drops every Sunday, just like this show. Wreck My Podcast with Jordan Zeilinger and all his crew, Cam, Crager, uh, Joe, all those guys dropping shows all the time. The Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast with Steve and Eric. Check them out. Doing the favor with Eric and Barry. Barry's ready for that Gronk figure. Yeah, you know he is. I don't know why where that came from, but I think it's funny to tell people that he <laughs> wants to buy that. I don't know why, but it makes me laugh. Uh, Trivia with Buds with Ryan Buds dropping a new podcast every single day. Amazing. Yeah. Ringside Rant with RJ. Check out his podcast. Really fun wrestling conversations. The Leisure and Lariats podcast with Ruthless Ryan Davidson just dropped part two with Stevie Richards, yep. which is super fun. And then, of course, our guest this week, which was Big Chuck, the Elite Eight Showdown. Yeah, and I'm not going to cut a full-on promo on this guy again. I'm not going to embarrass him. What's him talking about? But let me just say this. What about the chocolate gravy? This dumb bitch over there at Elite Eight Showdown, he's talking about how, oh, chocolate gravy is mole. Shut your face, because it's not. I said, well, what's mole? And he said, it's gravy with bitters, sometimes semi-sweet chocolates added to it. I'm like, that's totally different. Not chocolate gravy. This is basically a damn dessert, fool. 
it's not gravy with bitters. I'll tell you that. I don't even know what the hell bitters is. <laughs> I mean, good grief. Chocolate you... gravy, from what I remember, is gravy is made with flour. Yeah. Chocolate gravy is made with flour and like cocoa, right? Cocoa. Yeah. And and then it's like and, got, it's, and it's warm. Yeah, and it's got vanilla. I think it's got lots of butter. Um, yeah. It's got uh, sugar in it. I'm pretty sure. Oh, of course. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's 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 a chocolate dessert basically, but you eat it for breakfast. <laughs> yeah, and it's like you know, so people like to sometimes dip biscuits in gravy, or I like to just pour it all, pour it on. You know, and all I don't even stuff. want to see any more biscuit. Right. That's what chocolate gravy is. Yeah. And it's it's one of those where I had never heard of it until I was a little bit older. But, yeah, yeah. it is. My dad was a fireman for years, and he yeah. actually learned to make it from the fire department. Sure. Because the guy there made it. And that's where I was like, oh, this is this is great stuff. Yeah. And, yeah, it's it's a southern thing. It's not mole. <laughs> yeah. But I got some bad news, though, Breaker. What's that? Last week I said I had Betty White uh, making me a sandwich. Mm-hmm. It was Betty White, but it wasn't Golden Girls era Betty White. What was it? Uh, it was current day Betty White and Golden Girls era Betty White straight up killed her. Oh, really? So, yeah, that was scary. I ran away and uh, she was gone by the time I came back. But, um, yeah, that was that was scary. I hope yes. she went back to Texas. Yeah, you know, since we met Charlie Shaw, a bunch of weird shit's been happening. Yes. Uh, so, Charlie, can you please round her up? Yeah, you weirdo. Yeah. Gosh, Thank you for that. Dang. Real quick, also, too, I wanted to throw this out there. Um, another one of the podcast buddies, Boot to the Face. Yeah. Um, See, I I don't have him on our plugs, and I don't know why. Yeah. We, we, and we, I need to add that, but I if I don't write it down, yeah. I forget that shit. Check out Boots to the Face. Absolutely. A couple of good dudes over there. Yeah, so. Rucker's a good dude. Man. Yeah. He was putting over your music. He was, yeah. And so that's why I wanted to make sure we put him over today. He's putting me over. I got to do the favor and put him over, too. See, Charlie Shaw is wrong. You do know what's going on. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. Yeah, so check out Boots to the Face. Awesome stuff over there. Um, rest, or Jason Wolf. We got to talk yes. about Jason Wolf. Dude, He did you see him cutting some promos on Twitter? Yeah. He, so here's the thing. I think some people may not get He's this. He's my effing hero. Well, you're an artist. Yeah. That's the thing is... No one's great at social media. Me and him have he's asked me about like how social media works. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how it works. But him telling me like he'll post a picture of a five below, like check out all these figures and it gets 30 likes, yet he posts a beautiful picture of artwork and it right. gets nine. Right. I don't know. Like yeah. I try to like everything, but I miss shit too. Right. You do, everybody misses yeah. it, right? So I don't know. Like what's I don't know. It's it's funny because I'll I'll go like days without seeing anything from Jason, and then all of a sudden it's like I get five posts from him in a row, and I'm like I just thought, you know, it's it's not that I don't like his shit. It's just sometimes I don't see it. And it's, but right. that's, that's that way with everything. I it's mean, algorithmic. I'm, right. right. I'm sure there's been times where I've missed half of your shit too. Right. And it's just, it's one of those things where it's, it's not personal, but you know, yeah, it's, it's hard to be good at this social media stuff. It is. And so he kind of, you know, starts, I watched his full video and if you haven't watched it on there, it's very informative, mm-hmm. but I didn't realize so, so many people stole his shit. Really? Yeah, and uh, like he was talking about like those roster posters he's done, mm-hmm. and I guess the first one he did, he didn't watermark it or anything, and uh, had thousands of hits, yeah. thousands, because people were stealing it, right? Using it to make their own shit. Yeah. And then he was like, okay, well, I'll watermark it. And this one gets like a fraction of the hits. Yeah. Because they can't steal it. Right. Because they can't use it to make their own stuff. That would piss you off. Oh yeah. And I think sometimes people don't realize that, but it's like, no, I totally get that. 
Um, because he's putting in time and effort and doing all this stuff. And now people are basically taking his ideas. Because I didn't realize he was the first guy to draw Hasbro's until... I mean, I, I knew it before now, but... Right. I think he on our podcast, he told us that when we interviewed him about a year ago. And I was like, oh, shit, you were the first guy? Yeah. Because when I saw those roster posters, I legit thought that those were Hasbro sketches. Right. Of upcoming guys that just never got released. Because yeah. I was like, oh, I didn't know they were going to make Haku. That's cool. I didn't realize... Right. This dude literally created that. That's insane. Yeah. And the fact that he didn't get the credit for it, that kind of sucks, you know? Yep. So, I don't know, man. Like, everyone, I'm sure some, he said some people have unfollowed him since the rants, but maybe you didn't want those people to begin with, you know? Yeah, and that's the thing. I feel like some people will, they don't want to follow you because they think you're cool. They want to follow you so they can use you. Sure. And I've ran across that myself. Sure. Um, just not being nearly as cool as the shit that Jason Wolf does. I mean, it just... People want to use you, and that's the unfortunate aspect of like putting yourself out there like, hey, I will provide a service. Yeah. I've had people in my personal life. This is more like with uh, my karate school. Mm-hmm. I had Jason make some shirts for us, yeah. which are amazing, by the yeah. way. And I had some people like, oh, these are really cool. Who, who did this? And I was like, oh, it's a friend of mine. He lives in Las Vegas. He's an artist. He does amazing work. Do you do this for free? And I'm like, no, I, I paid him to do it. Yeah. Like, well, I know a guy that can do stuff, and he does it for free. And I'm like, okay. You know what I mean? Like, well, that reminds me of something. Yeah. And I'm, <laughs> I'm just like, I here's my opinion on it. I much rather have him around right. to do work yeah. when, we, when we need it and, yeah. and pay him yep. than someone that may do it for free and do a shitty job. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yep. I have no problem paying for art, especially as good a work as he does. Every design we've done has been better than we imagined. Right. Well, and I have no problem paying for services. Because that's what it's for. Right. That's literally, you're building up a community. Like, if you don't, like, if you're stealing from, I mean, that's realistically what it is. Because most of these people who, like, want stuff for free, they're going to end up making a profit for it. Exactly. It's like, you don't, that's not how that works. Like, you have to pay for services. Well, and people have asked me before, it's like, hey, so what does he charge you for this? And I, I never tell them amounts because I'm like, he probably charges us less. Yeah. I'm not going to ask because it's not my business. Right. But I'm like, pay well, him what he asks because he's good at right. what he does. Yeah. There's a reason we use him for everything. I've had a few people ask me the same thing, like, how much did he charge us? And I always, and it's not, it's not this way, but I always say, like, well, it's different every time. It just depends on what I need. Right. You know, and so that way it's like, it's the same thing, like, just ask him, you know? Yeah, or people are like, oh, does he give you a buddy deal? Do you think he'll give that to me? And I'm like, this is his livelihood. It's right. his job. Like, what the fuck? Just pay the man. Yeah, I don't know. It just bothers me. So, um, anyway, give him a follow. Check out his artwork. Like his artwork. Yes. Like, he's done some amazing sketch cards for me. He does. He's done amazing t-shirt designs for me. I've hit him up with a new idea that I want to get rolling probably in the next few months, and I think it's going to be killer. Yep. Like, we got so much cool stuff from him. And like I said, the G.I. Joe design, how cool was that? Amazing. Right. Our Worth whole, every penny. Our, last year we did that horror comic book mm-hmm. looking design. That's mm-hmm. still maybe my favorite. It's amazing. Yep. Um, the Home Alone one we did at Christmas time. Freaking awesome. Like everything Which, he's done. I actually forgot all about that Right. One. Yeah. I mean like <laughs> he, the, the Funko Pop one. Right. The, all of them have been great. Like there's something so special about all of them. So to me I'm just like. Man, like this guy's this guy's awesome. Yeah, and know? I've still got a couple that I got to hit him up about that I just I haven't had time, haven't had a chance to. I keep getting new ideas for shirts, and I'm like, well, I need to slow down. Right, we, I, you know, we, I want to try to make all these happen. So yeah, <laughs> right. 
for sure. But anyway, give Jason Wolf a follow at The Art of Jason Wolf. Absolutely. Uh, grab Beholden to Be the Man if you like wrestling comic books. You can check those out on Amazon. Or To Be the Man is also on Comixology. Breaker and Bane's Power Pro Wrestling, the video game from yes. Pack and Sack Dave. He's a website. Check it out. Hit that message button. Let him know you want it. He'll make yeah. it happen for you. You can get all of Bane's music over on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your tunes. Yes. And uh, new stuff still in the works. Which still in the works. Hopefully we'll have an announcement on that soon. Back to the Nintendo, dropping a new show every Friday. This week we dropped the California Raisins, The Grape Escape. Yeah. It was a unreleased game that I have access to, and it was a doozy. Was it? Yes, it was. Yes, it was. And then I've heard, uh, I think you talked about it last week here, No Holds Barred with Bill Benis. Yeah, things, uh, we've we've been in the studio, back in the studio for a couple weeks. Oh, and boy. Oh, boy. Just within the first couple of weeks, a lot of things have gone weird. Like, it's... Well, didn't see that coming. It's uh, it's gonna be a weird season, guys. Oh boy, I'm, I'm yeah. Oh boy, a lot of stuff that you wouldn't have expected to be on your 2020 bingo card. I'll tell you that much. And that's and that's that's quite that's quite a statement. That is quite the, a statement. The 2020 bingo card's been pretty weird. Yeah. And of course, you already mentioned it. Patreon.com forward slash bbph. All of our t-shirts. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Brian Breaker. BBPH.redbubble.com. And, of course, watermaneuver.net. We have a Breaker and Bane's Power Hour store where you can get the G.I. Joe-style design. And Big Underscore Bane has shirts on there as well. I sure do. <laughs> so you want to grab some T-shirts, that's where you can get them. And then, of course, Outsiders Beard Co. and Average Panda Gear. All right, well, we're over on time. Thanks for sticking with us. And we'll be back next week with Rad Chad on the show. I'm Brian Breaker. I'm Bane. We will see you guys in seven days. Peace easy. Yeah. One more time. <laughs> it ain't over till I say it's over. So lock the cage up, cause this is a takeover. The wait's over. If this the final time we meet, then you'll be on your back at my feet. Then I'll tip the cage over as a hangover. I'm super fly, so I can splash off the top. And I can shut down the shop. Like Randy Savage, I'm the cream of the crop. And I'm always gonna rise to the top. Champ like the rock. I do not give a fox or let that shit drop. Man, I'm so over. Double pistols. What'd you think? It's good. It was really good. Pretty good. That son of a bitch, Eric Barker. You son of a bitch. Can I dig it? Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put, put it on the internet. <laughs>